Hello everybody, we have some very exciting news that I wanted to be sure I came to you with first. We've had a lot of changes here at the show. We've had a lot of changes with everything over the last year and a half, two years since I started doing this. And the biggest and most exciting is that we have just created a nonprofit. It's called Remnant Church. I've been traveling around the country all year teaching and preaching at different churches, and that is really my passion. It is what I feel so called to. It's what brings me so much joy. I love teaching the Word of God. And as we continue to move forward, we're going to do that more and more on the show. So we're not going to change having our wonderful guests. We're still going to bring you truth and all of these things, but we're also going to add in an aspect of teaching and diving into the Word of God. So with that, if you are challenged, if you are changed, if you love what we are doing here, we have an ability for you to partner with us. You can now support the show, support the ministry, and it is all tax deductible. In order to do that, you need to go over to our website, tanyajoy.tv, and select the donate now. When you do that, all of your donations will go through the new nonprofit leg of the ministry and all that you donate will be tax deductible. This is so exciting. I am thrilled and I'm just so grateful to the Lord that he has worked this out, that he has moved this into more of a leg of ministry and we're really excited to see what he's gonna do in the coming days. Again, you can go over to our website, tanyajoy.tv, go to the donate now and everything you donate will be tax deductible. Thank you so much and God bless you. Hello, followers of The Tanya Joy Show. We are looking for some show assistants. We're looking for producers, editors, people who might be really good at Excel or Google Docs and who might be interested in sewing into the show, tracking where we upload our show, and even potentially helping us to upload our content to the multiple places that we are streaming daily. If you are technically savvy, or maybe you're in college wanting to get into broadcasting or media, we are looking for you. This is not a paid position just yet. It is more of an internship type role, but we would love your help. So if you or anyone you know might be a good fit, please send us an email on why you feel you would be appropriate for this role. You can email us at thetanyajoyshow at gmail.com. And if you're someone who loves the show, you're maybe not technically savvy, but you've got the financial ability to help support the show and grow it to the next level, every donation can be done over at tanyajoy.tv. And guess what? All donations are now tax deductible. If you or someone you know might be interested in learning about broadcasting or media, please send us an email at thetanyajoyshow at gmail.com and check out our website, tanyajoy.tv. God bless you, and we'll see you on set. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the set of the Tanya Joy Show. So happy to see you here today. We have got another great show for you. We've got Adam Eisenberg back. He is one of the experts on 9-11, particularly what really happened at the Pentagon. He was there. He has seen things. He has been studying. He, I would say, is one of the experts on what truly happened. And we're going to have a great conversation. If you have not seen the show we did previously, go to our Rumble channel and do a search for Tanya Joy 9-11 or Tanya Joy Adam Eisenberg, and you you should find that show. Um, and you can kind of get some 
grounding and some background. We may or may not go over some of that same information again. So if you haven't seen that when this one's over, go back and watch that show. You're not going to want to miss it and, and hear his backstory. It's it's phenomenal. Uh, for those of you that are new, whether you're listening or watching, welcome to the show. I know we've been seeing an increase in our viewership over on Rumble. We're now on Blessed News Network. That is our primary network. You can download that free channel. I believe it's a free channel on Roku, Fire Stick, um, all the streaming channels that you can you can find. So go over there. You can also download their app and uh, watch the show on that app. We are no longer streaming on Spreely TV, just so you know. Um, so find us specifically either on the Blessed News Network on that app or on Rumble, Cloud Hub, Facebook. We are on YouTube. However, only certain shows go on YouTube. This particular show will not be on YouTube. Just so you know, we're, uh, we got kicked off once. I'm not dealing with that again, but all of our content is also on Rumble. And of course, our website, tanyajoy.tv. We are working on building that back up. That got shut down for a couple of days. So I don't know if the subscription and donate buttons are working yet. We are working towards that. Um, but we would love for you to support the show. You can donate now and it's all tax deductible. We've got a nonprofit leg of the ministry set up. So if anything you donate or support, it is all non-deductible, uh, tax deductible, tax deductible. It's still early in the morning and I just got back being on the road. So uh, my brain is still waking up. I guess I need another cup of coffee here. But we are excited to bring Adam back in and to talk more about what really happened on 9-11. So hang tight. We will be back with Adam in just a minute. As our audience knows, uh, we don't do it. We don't promote anything unless it works. I fell off a ladder, fell down on, a, on my leg, opened it up, and there was great pain in it. So I, uh, I used the patch and immediately it went away. No pain. By scientific research and rigorous lab testing, even people who have suffered for decades are getting amazing results. We now have hundreds of testimonials for pain relief, allergy relief, anti-anxiety, brain boost, keto boost, and many other solutions, all with zero drugs and no side effects. Quantum is simply about two things. One, intentions, as a man thinketh, so he is. And two, renewing your mind with the word of God. This unique yet potent multi-sensory approach is powerful and it works. The patch provides the touch and the included prayer guide uses your sight, speech, and hearing to utilize the senses God gave you. That's the quantum effect. Are you ready to experience the quantum effect? Go to QEstrong.com and use code B4A at checkout. Okay, well, we weren't shocked. Now, welcome back to the show. As well, I'm so excited to have you both on the show. And I know we had such good uh, feedback and reception. General Flynn, what an jo honor. Joshua, Joshua tracked me down in a big tent of about 4,000 people. How are you? I am feeling so great. Hello, everybody. Thank God, I am wonderfully great. Hello. Thank you very much. Because... What is prayer? I'm just doing, you know what I mean? And it, I'm thrilled to be here with the two of you. <laughs> Me too. Like, and that's who these crazies, these evil ones. It is. You said it right. Good job. Perfect. Right. the Gibson sisters. We are so excited to have them on with us on Resistance Chicks today. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time to rise. These people that get higher up, How sometimes I've thought. Well, these are glory days and not gloomy days. Like, I love this. <laughs> You know, and it, it kind of works. The awesome about the tour is people like you. Good. I love the applause. That's cool. There we go. Thank Hi, you. Joy. Everybody, welcome. We are so excited. Are you ready to get the show on the road? Let's go. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Adam, welcome back to the show. So good to see you. It's been a while. It has been a minute. So good to see you as well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. But you've been working hard and uh, doing a lot since we last spoke. So, you know, if you want to give a little bit of a background, just for anyone who's new, our, our numbers have grown. So we, we do have a lot of new viewers. You don't have to go deep into the backstory because I really want to talk about what's new and what, you know, you've been discovering. But if you want to give a little background, you, you totally could. Sure. Well, for some, for, excuse me, um, from September 11th to September 30th for approximately 240 hours, um, I was at the Pentagon. And so in that time, I saw some things that didn't make a lot of sense. 
Um, I didn't see a lot of things and that didn't make a lot of sense. And then ultimately, um, these things kind of uh, festered in my brain over a lot of years. And fast forward to the end of 2020, um, in, a, in the face of a burning world, I basically just said, you know, um, I was practicing real estate at the time. Uh, my heart really wasn't on fire for it. I just saw a lot of corruption. And I said to myself, as soon as those jabs become uh, a mandate, um, I'm going to start to expose government corruption in other levels. And so mm -hmm. what started out as uh, just kind of an attempt to go out and say, hey, you know, I never saw plane parts and I'm incredible expert when it comes to plane parts. I worked for a company, uh, Pratt & Whitney, not for them, but with them. Um, and so um, I started to talk about these experiences and, and basically uh, go out podcasts much like this one. And uh, I did a podcast like this. And in a comment section, several people started mentioning a name. And that was about two and a half years ago. And ever since I got that name, um, my life has changed. Um, I would consider myself to be now an investigative journalist. Um, I moved up to Boston. Um, I took up independent research at, uh, at Harvard. Um, there's a couple of senior fellows there, um, Agent Combs and James Schwartz. They were commanders on site at the Pentagon. Um, and so my hope is to take this research, take these testimonies that I found um, in this uh, these new investigative efforts, because I can just tell you guys, my proximity to the event opens doors that researchers just can't open. And yeah. I'm happy to discuss these doors. I'm happy to show you guys out there so you can see these doors for yourself. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in the end, I, uh, I would like to say that the Orion Project, which is what uh, my, my efforts are, um, are going to usher in a new investigation and hopefully hold um, the guilty parties accountable. Because I think that we're the first that we can we can truly say we've got names where investigations um, should start. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that quick recap. So yeah, let's go up to speed now and uh, fill everybody in on on the Orion project and and I know some some things you've done behind the paywall and you're you're setting up stuff, but give everybody an update on the things that sure. you have discovered because th this is. I, I still can't believe that we are still not knowing the truth on this. I and mean, we just passed the anniversary um, of 9-11. And it was very interesting, I will say, the social media posts. There are a lot more people that are questioning the narrative than I've ever seen before, which is good. Well, and I, and I love that because I used to really, um, when I started my activism, I gave myself kind of a hard time because I felt like I came to the um, to the party a little late. But what I realized is that that actually gave me a lot of time to mm -hmm. go back at the last 20 years and look and, and see the, the different positions that have been taking, the way the 9-11 truth movement has come up, um, you know, and then how it's morphed into this black mass that seems to be full of um, charlatans and spooks. Yeah. And, you, you know, you heard that correctly. I do believe that there are agents, uh, COINTEL pro agents, uh, counterintelligence professionals that are out there. And if they're in the 9-11 truth movement, veiled as researchers and scientists and a number of other things, believe me, they're likely in the uh, truth spectrum now focusing on government corruption, COVID, all sorts of other things. So yeah, yeah, it's it's so good. So good. Um, do you have your do you have a website up yet? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I do not. And there's a reason for that. Um, I spent the last two and a half years kind of going around the world and um, putting together a team. Uh, the research on this subject is so spread out and it's right. full of dead links. And um, so I wanted to get some people that have been invested, um, you know, journalists, um, different people that have um, invested credibility in the, the subject. And so um, I've got that team. We've got seven people and we've got, um, you know, website purchase. We haven't put anything up yet. Um, the reason being is because in my opinion, and I can show you these things and we can talk about these yeah. things that can lead your people yeah, to these things, but there is a very active dis and misinformation channel that's being um, conducted right now um, by the same people that um, had no authority uh, to be at the Pentagon. And these mm -hmm. people had, by their own admission, highest access to our um, our Department of Defense, highest access to the Pentagon, highest access to everything. And right now, this one individual, and I'm going to lead you guys to his uh, page here pretty soon. We're going to talk about him and his role at the Pentagon. Um, but he's got a YouTube channel with 50,000 people. And, wow. um, you know, he's kind of positioning himself as a Ukrainian war expert. Um, well, yeah, this guy was on site at the Pentagon, claims 
um, that he was there for pretty much more time than any human being. Um, all the records say that he was not there. The incident commander said that he was thrown out by the FBI. He said that he was right back in um, and that it had to do with an ID mishap. But if we were going to truly have a conspiracy, we would have to have nefariously inserted agents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you study mass murderers, which I'm not an expert on these people, um, my background is in public relations and real estate. I just mm -hmm. started to realize over the course of my activism that I could get answers because of the proximity that I had to the event. Yeah. Uh, but you guys, there's there's a lot beneath the surface. And um, yeah, I have no problem talking this, about this man, calling him out. Um, his name is Carmen Lee Wheelbarger. Um, okay. His YouTube channel is KLW News. He has 50,000 people following him. And there's a couple different videos you want to check out when you're there. He did a 20th anniversary. What did you say September. his channel is again? Because I'll pull it up real quick. Yep. KLW News YouTube. Um, okay. Yeah, there's... He, he loves to brag about himself, and he loves to talk about all of his accolades um, prior to 9-11. Um, this guy is a weapons specialist. He had highest level access to um, Department of Defense, um, counterintelligence, um, you name it. There he is. Um, that is my lead suspect. That is a man that I call Star Fox. Now, if you click on that button right there that says Playlists, mm -hmm. And then if you find there's two different areas, it's either going to say 9-11 show or Pentagon 9-11. Here's 9-11 building seven. You don't want that one. Oh, go to that one. Uh, show. There it is. Click on that link. Go all the way down or see those. Uh, you can pause that. Uh, but you see that yeah. playlist over to the right? Scroll all the way to the bottom. Keep going wow. all the way. And now click on that video right there this the one? truth about 91101 okay hours. you guys wow. yeah if you wouldn't mind hitting pause wow i've spent the last two and a half years debunking every single thing that this man has said about his participation in the event um what you're going to see he's right there with that yellow shirt on oh this is him yeah. with the yellow shirt that's him um people weren't allowed to take pictures or film this crime scene um, and you're going to see in this eight on, you know, eight and a half hour long um, charade of lies um, that this guy had top level access to everything. Um, and, and when I say that I've debunked literally everything that he has said, um, I can tell you I've looked through every single thing on the subject and I have debunked every single thing that he has said. Um, all the after action reviews, um, nobody lists this man's name. Nobody lists this man's responsibilities, um, but if you look at the command structure, um, there's a, a place that is called uh, Logistics in the uh, Arlington After Action Review. Mm -hmm. That's where this man fell under. And so um, I've been playing chess with this guy for over two and a half, almost three years. Um, we basically um, started playing chess when I gave a talk just like this one, kind of like you and I talked about mm -hmm. um, with a man named Jason Shurka. Um, yep. This talk is still live, but if you go to Jason Shurka's page, uh -huh. um, and full disclosure, I don't trust Jason Shurka any further than I can throw him. Mm -hmm. um, that's a whole other story in and of itself. Yeah. But um, you're going to see in our talk, and if you just type in Adam Eisenberg and Jason Shurka Pentagon, if you go down to the comments section, you're going to see a lot of people mentioning this guy, Lee Wheelberger. And... Uh, Sure. Yeah, that's that's where everything began. That's where my life changed. There's the uh, the talk right there. This. Yeah. Yep. Do you think? Okay, so quickly going back though to this other guy. So where did he get? I mean, where did he get these images? Are they made up? Are they? Well, if you uh, go to that, and if you if you watch, um, his people were filming him. Um, there's a lot of different uh, pictures and film of his team. Um, they're kind of doing the Captain Morgan right in front of the uh, the Pentagon picture. I don't know if you know which pic you know the Captain Morgan is. It's when you kind of pose in front of something with you know your leg up, kind of with your shoulders crossed. Um, but yeah, you guys. Oh, sorry, that's my dog. My dog's barking. Um, let me let me shut my door real quick. Give me one yeah, second. no problem. Wow. All right. Sorry. So, so the images that he's got in here, most of this is stuff that looks like he's just pulled from. Well, what he did, he was doing, this was a minute by minute breakdown of the day. Uh -huh. And so he talked about, you know, the other planes that were out there flying and he tried to do kind of a, um, 
um, the air traffic controllers, the walkthrough, and you can watch this. Um, but when you start to get to the Pentagon, mm -hmm. that's when you see that this guy, uh, he's either he's either one of two things. And I already know the answer to this question. Um, he's either lying mm -hmm. to basically make himself look cool and to establish himself as an expert, um, or he's covering up mass murder. And you can see right here, um, him taking part in the shoring activities. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes me like seriously wonder, are these even real? Like he's the only person with this bright yellow shirt with everybody else. That's well, and what's really interesting is what happens when I, I asked the incident commander, um, through somebody else, um, to talk about this guy. And, um, yeah, that's a whole other story in and of itself because that somebody else, um, I believe is an analyst as well, um, that is posing as a podcaster and researcher. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this guy was running around. He had authority. Um, the Air Force One ground crew, by his own admission, um, are the people that are right there working with him um, and his crew, um, even though the Air Force One ground crew um, in none of the you know documents um, doesn't say anything about their participation there. Uh, but this He's guy says it, these guys are Air Force One. Oh, yeah. And that his team um, basically were just a, a team of volunteer firefighters. Um, even though this guy in his um, own page, and there's a couple other videos I want to show you guys or link you to. Wow. Uh, but yeah, in his own admission, he is a former um, techno spook um, that had in this video, he, he brags about the access he had, um, the stories that he talks about on site. So that guy right there that was actually uh, in a firefighter suit, that's James Schwartz. That's the incident commander. Yeah, I would um, I would love to ask James Schwartz some questions publicly. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't really like to talk to people like me. Um, so I plan on just going through the Kennedy School of Government where I'm doing research and mm -hmm. um, asking, you know, him some pretty tough questions. So uh, but ultimately, yeah. you guys, I believe wholeheartedly that what we are looking at um, was a false flag operation. Yeah, um, I was there. Um, the things that I, you know, can see, say I saw and didn't see, um, especially when it comes to plane parts. Um, yes. I got pictures of all this stuff. Um, yeah, there, there's so many questions in the official documents that, um, that just show the holes, um, about, well, I mean, you know, just the image itself, how can they show that a plane hits this just tiny enough that it just collapses this part of the building, this, there's no, yeah. no looking at, you know, there's no, uh, jet fuel or black marks or whatever you want to call it. Like it just, you know, so there was no wing, obviously is what they're saying. But then you look at the the buildings that they're claiming plane because I don't, you know, I don't believe planes hit any of them. But anyway, you know, and then they're showing, oh, the planes hit those buildings and poof, that disintegrated the entire building. Nothing makes sense with any of the narrative. Well, and I always say, you know, look at stills and I don't touch the towers. I I, I send right. the people to other places like architects and engineers for 9-11 truth. But look yep. at the 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 entrances for where the planes hit the towers compared to the Pentagon. It's totally different. Um, yep. So yeah, you know, if, if we were gonna truly um, have conspiracy, we would have to have people on the ground. And that yeah. video right there, you guys, is it. Um, you know, if you I mean, truly know, yeah. if you truly know 9-11 truth, and I'm not saying you can't, you know, I'm not, these are the books, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing research from all the, the same books that, uh, that everybody else is doing um, that's available. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, it's funny, but I mean, there's, I, I legitimately don't believe that real nine 11 research has been done mm -mm. around the Pentagon. And I can, I can even show you some examples as to why. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Why my, uh, go into that? Why do you think that? I mean, of course I think it's just because they don't, they don't want anyone to know the truth. Sure. So anybody that tries, I mean, it's very dangerous. What you're doing is dangerous. What people are, people that are searching for the truth in any area of conspiracy, it's dangerous because they don't want the truth to come out. Well, and that's, and that's one of the reasons why when I go on shows like this, I'm like, you know, I could talk about a lot, you know, I, we could talk about the investigation. We could talk about what I didn't, didn't see. We could talk about the people that were nefariously entered on site. We could talk about the 9-11 truth movement. Um, it's crazy. Uh, but the reason I don't believe that real research has been done, if you look, um, there's a lot of different documents that talk about the event. Arlington County, the fire department, was the the, the unit that had um, 
leadership responsibilities. Um, and so their AAR, their after action review should be the pinnacle review. Well, if you go to yeah. the back of that review and you look in the index, it's going to start to reference other AARs from other agencies. Um, and oh. I started to search for these AARs and I could never find them. Well, then I wow. started to FOIA request those agencies. And of course, these agencies are giving me a wide variety of reasons, but uh, why they can't give them to me. But most of them say that they don't exist. So my wow. team and I are like, well, that's really interesting. You know, these should be the gold standard after action yeah. reviews. They should be hanging up on the walls of these places. So a lot of them, they don't exist. Um, in some circumstances, like in Fairfax County, Virginia, they're denying me FOIA requests based solely on my state of residency. And I'm asking myself, how does my state of residency affect, you know, me as a first responder trying to get to answers? I mean, are, are people within the confines of Virginia the only people that were hurt? on that mm -hmm. day. Um, so then I'm trying to find, you know, are there other states? Because Virginia is literally set up by law. You cannot make FOIA requests or they can deny you based on your living outside of the state. Wow. Um, so trying to find out if that's a normal thing. But the AARs don't exist. Um, you know, the FOIA requests are coming back. You know, they're stonewalling me. They're empty handed. Um, and then, you know, what I'm finding is that this after action review that was done by uh, for, excuse me, Arlington County, it was done by a, a military industrial complex contractor, um, Titan Systems Corporation, which is no longer um, there. Uh, but on the very first page of this AAR, it literally says that this uh, AAR was done um, from the grant of the Department of Defense. So it came from a, a federal grant. Well, as a former military leader, um, especially surrounding a major day. Um, mm -hmm. I'm never going to hand over my changed our entire world, everything, you know, I'm never going to hand over my after action review responsibilities over to some company. Um, that's a for-profit institution, yeah. um, that, you know, you can now look, um, Titan systems corporation. There is research out there to show, um, that they're pretty dirty, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I firmly believe based on, that gentleman that I showed you, um, if you if you really, truly understand the lay of the land um, and what he says, Lee Wilbarger in that video, you understand the access he had, that he had, then you understand the way that it was whitewashed by these defense contractor institutions um, that have since been gobbled up and these corporations have been changed. Of mm -hmm. course, as well, 9-11 changed everything. That's when Bush Yes. Whacked everything. And even um, General Wesley Clark talks about policy coup, mm -hmm. um, how the policies all changed very quickly. DHS came in, the Patriot Act came in, all these mm -hmm. things got yes. pushed through, jammed through. Um, and, and we've been living in a state of perpetual um, kind of insanity since. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, there's there's a lot of testimony out there. Time, that Every time I go through the airport, I, I, which I prefer to drive because I just hate going through the airports. But every time I go through the airport, I, I stand in those lines and I look around and see the cameras that are everywhere and the, you know, just yeah. the, the sheer crazy chaotic. It's like we're walking into prison to get on yeah. an airplane. And that's all for the sake. I mean, that's all because of 9-11, not for our safety. And I know people will get mad at me for saying that, but it's not. It's for observation. It's for control. It's for seeing who's coming and who's going. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. I think I literally think about that every single time and think, my gosh, look at what they did. This was their goal. Well, let's even think about it. You mentioned airports. Dulles Airport is the spot where the terrorists flying Flight 77 allegedly took off from. As it stands right now, you can't even see video footage of the terrorists walking from right. the front gate to the plane. We can only see two terrorists walking through the security gate, which is, doesn't even have a timestamp. And right. it was released a long time after the alleged incident occurred. Yeah. Um, furthermore, uh, they even say that ticket counters say that don't, they don't remember seeing anybody that looked Middle Eastern. Um, even the 9-11 consensus panel agrees on that. Um, and, and, and so, you know, this is a, a federal airport. We, we, we can't get yeah. any video footage. Um, right. And then there's even research out there, which I haven't even had the chance to dig into it truly yet, that talks about, you know, allegedly there were people that claimed that they saw um, uh, Middle Eastern looking men wearing uh, American Airlines 
suits, I believe, uh, uniforms, uniforms running around Dulles the day before. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of different research so avenues much. that my that my team and I um, are are going on, and um, you know just stumbling onto that guy, you know Carmen Lee Wheelbarger, whose niece is also a board member of a Reagan inst- uh, the Reagan created Institution of Peace. Oh, um, wow. She is a Lockheed Martin War Military Industrial Complex executive. Um, she made it up to the top of our DOD after working for Bush, Cheney, Kasich, all these people. Um, wow. Trump was about to appoint her into a high-level DOD position, but then said no. He uh, questioned her loyalty. This is a woman by the name of Catherine Wheelbarger. Um, wow. Kicked her out of that position. She went by the wayside. Here comes Biden. And all of a sudden, then this woman who's worked for a lot of different people on the right gets appointed to the institution of peace by Biden. Well, why is a military industrial complex executive going to the institution of peace? Mm -hmm. And why is this woman, um, why is her, I think it's her uncle. uh, Why is her uncle saying all the things that he's saying about the Pentagon and how do you get access? Um, You know, in that video, he literally says that he had uh, war room access at the Pentagon and direct access to the White House. So. And do you think that he, um, so, and and maybe you said this, but I just want to make sure that we're clear about it. Do you think that he has been set up to be a false flag? Do you think that he's just someone who's looking for fame and fortune and doing it on his own? Um, you know, where do you think that he lands? Well, in his own um, biography um, on his page and in, I, I don't know if it was the 9-11 documentary, but you can find he's got two biographies on his page. Um, he has video showing pictures of him with the head of Ukrainian intelligence and a bunch of Ukrainian spec ops guys okay. just chilling with, you know, weapons and his personal attorney. So, you know, why was this guy with all this access, um, you know, what's Clear. he doing with the head of Ukrainian intelligence right now? And, you know, he's got yeah. millions of views on YouTube. He's He's got 50,000 followers. Um, what I'm going to hold off on talking about, um, and I, this is all public still, you just, you wouldn't know where to go, um, are the responses that um, we've gotten from him when we've challenged him. Um, so that's the the really obvious, glaring, um, okay. you know, obvious thing. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seven, mm-hmm. seven or eight times now, um, we've, he challenged me to a debate. We've publicly, privately um, accepted the challenge. This is years ago. Um, and he yeah. just keeps running. The last time we actually chased him into a live uh, broadcast of uh, his news channel, he faked a medical emergency. Um, and, and wow. so, yeah, he's, he's bad news. Um, and his, his family well, and, ties and- are bad news. Let like give everybody the quick. I'm I know it's a long, it's a deep thing, but like how basically your involvement disappeared. <laughs> like, oh, right? Yeah, like, so. I mean, that's huge because the thing that most people, even if it, because we we are still living in a world of cognitive dissonance, even with the the truthers and the patriots, we are the, and I think it's because this information is so intense that it is hard to wrap our minds around. But when you start to see the truthers, the ones that are totally telling the truth, who have been there, who know something, who see something, they, they meaning the deep state, the demonic, whatever you want to call it, do everything they can to erase you, to make it as if you didn't exist. So share some of what you went through just in that alone. Yeah. So Tanya talks about anomalies and outside of the event, both before after and then even recently, um, when it comes to September 11th and just my own personal experience, um, I can talk about a lot of these anomalies. Um, prior to my ever going to the Pentagon, um, the first anomaly occurred. Uh, we were asked to beef up security at our base at Fort McNair. So I was a private. I wanted to prove myself. I was new. So, of course, I said, let's do it. I, I volunteered, went down to check out a weapon from the arms room. And the arms, arms room specialist handed me an empty magazine. And I'm looking at this thing with no ammunition. And I'm like, excuse me, specialist, I need some ammunition. And he said, you know, you guys haven't been authorized to use live rounds. And that was the day I got to be honest, Tanya, that was the day that I knew I was not going to make a career out of the military. Didn't make any sense to me. National tragedy. I can see smoke billowing from across the river at the Pentagon. Um, and we're not given any rounds. So that's one thing. Yeah. You're being sent in. Nobody knew at that point. 
No, I mean, regardless of, of whether it's true or false, nobody knew the narrative. Nobody knew the story. Nobody, nobody knew if there were terrorists marked out around the country. Nobody knew, right? I mean, yeah. at that moment, and here they're sending our military with no way to defend themselves or the people that you're supposedly maybe going in there to protect as well. And in full disclosure, I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. I'm trying to understand if that was some type of military district of Washington um, order to where, you know, General Jackson had to sign off on the mm -hmm. use of live rounds. There might be some procedure that I'm just not aware of, but that was the first kind of thing that just said that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So we got there, obviously, um, never saw anything that looked like a plane part, never saw anything that looked like a body that was on the plane, never saw any luggage, never any of this stuff. Yeah. After the event, shortly after the event, um, we, my, we, as in my company, um, we were uh, exposed to an anthrax attack um, at yeah. our barracks. Um, and the interesting thing about this is that there is no historical record of this anthrax attack. Yeah. And so, you know, we've, my team and I have kind of asked ourselves, you know, why was this the case? Um, some people say that it was to further kind of terrorize us to kind of keep us in this scared state where we're, you know, kind of paralyzed. Um, but one of my teammates said, you know, they probably wanted to see your mail and see what types of things you guys were writing because it was a, it was an anthrax item sent through the mail and they basically cordoned off our, our mail room and started collecting all of our mail to test it. So they were going through our mail and doing a number of things with it. And so that's what I'm starting to dig into. Um, there was an anthrax attack at Fort McNair. Um, and there seems to be no record right. of it. So yeah, that's the second thing. Um, fast forward several more years, more anomalies. Um, so it took me to about 2009, 2010 to realize that um, th there were effects of being a first responder um, at the Pentagon, PTSD. Um, you know, there are a lot of books that talk about um, the medical responses and how um, they were lacking. And so, yeah. you know, it took me a while and you read in a lot of different testimonies, just the mental health repercussions. Well, I started to go to the VA because when we were being debriefed about the Pentagon incident, medics said, listen, it's only a matter of time until you start to feel the repercussions of that event. Yeah. And so I started to go through the VA process. Well, after two years of putting in paperwork, I was denied um, based on the fact that the Army said that they couldn't locate any of my active duty records. Um, that's, none of my medical that, records. That right there. Like, that's insane, you guys. Yeah. Come well, on. And, when I, I, I put forth two requests in 2017 and in 2019 to get records, um, they can't even give me a duty 214. Now, I have my originals, thankfully. Um, but uh, yeah, so where are my records? And I'm not the only person that can say this in my unit. So, you know, a lot of people's records are disappearing. And the interesting thing is they kept is records. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, is it is it the one, are they disappearing from the ones who are questioning the narrative first and foremost? Do you know? Um, well, I'm, I, to my knowledge, um, I, I am collecting new testimonies from people, but I'm the only one that's really out there challenging the narrative. Okay. Okay. Um, so it doesn't, it, it almost seems like it was blanketed though from that point in time. If you receive some type of a award from the incident or something, um, my whole entire record is just gone. Um, they, they can't even prove outside of a few documents that I was even active duty military. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, so wait, but wait, there's more. So finally, um, you know, fast forward a couple more years. Um, this was just back in 2021. Um, I finally got to my first uh, final hearing to establish veterans benefits, to, to establish everything. You have to go through a process. Um, and in the company of a DAV, that's the Disabled American Veterans, between one of their reps and a federal judge, um, my work with the Orion Project and 9-11 activism was well on the way. Um, I said to this judge right in the middle of my VA hearing, I just said, ma'am, you know, I just want to go on record. This is a federal court hearing. Um, yeah. I want to go on record that my proximity to um, September 11th um, you know, in my my investigation, you know, I, I at least want to say to a judge here that I believe that September 11th uh, was an un inside job conducted by um, government officials. And I believe I have proof. It was funny because we're in this DAV hearing for veterans benefits and my DAV rep was kind of like, <laughs> and this judge kind of was just, you know, wide eyed. Well, 
Not even three weeks later, I received a letter in the mail from the Veterans Administration saying that my final hearing, the transcripts could not be recorded. And uh, therefore, we would have to conduct the hearing again. Um, and of course, that took another 11 months because the VA, Jeez. and this is a whole other topic of discussion, but the VA can't currently handle its workload. That's why 20 yeah. veterans are committing suicide each and every day. Um, and yeah. yeah, so lots of cover up, more and more cover up. And then you've got guys like Wheelbarger, who, if you know um, the story, you know how to dissect the manuals, um, then you you can kind of look a little bit further. But I do want to share something that I haven't publicly shared on this yes. uh, on this yes. podcast, if you're cool with it. So yes. according to the history books, you guys, 700 between, I think there's, like, I think 700 FBI agents that were on site. They were in charge of the evidence, okay? Period. Mm -hmm. Chain of custody, period. Well, this is a book, Voices of the 9-11 Pentagon Recovery Effort. Um, this mm -hmm. book came out, I believe, a few years ago. I have not talked to any of these people. I found this book as a result of my own research. And if you go to page 23, and I'm just going to wow. read this, um, inside yeah. the 9-11 Pentagon attack, Christopher Bradley's testimony. You go to page 23, and it says, clear as day. As the DEA completed their evidence searches, they moved up the findings and loaded them into white unmarked Isuzu moving trucks. As the ranking soldier in my team, I was stuck driving. My team was armed and I was given a paper map with step-by-step -step instructions. The, break were so, the brakes were so bad, I remember them to this day with great distaste. We left the Pentagon, traveled to a secret government warehouse and unloaded the evidence. The warehouse contained retired presidential limousines, huge items under thick plastic covers, and I'm sure the Ark of the Covenant from Raiders of the Lost Ark, but we didn't see it. Wow. That same day, we were treated with a quick visit to the DEA headquarters in Pentagon City. The agent gave us some DEA sh shirts to wear while we transported evidence. These are old guard soldiers. If the FBI and the official manuals is saying that they had chain of custody the entire time and they go into it extensively. Why in this book are old guard soldiers talking about moving around evidence? This is contaminated evidence. According yes. to the books, it went to facilities that handled contaminated evidence. Why are these guys taking it to facilities, DEA facilities nonetheless, which according to the books, the DEA only served in the sifting opera operation? Well, coincidentally, that's when all the evidence got found. All the Everything that they used wow. got found in the sifting operation where the DEA was allegedly only volunteering. So why were they given evidence to armed old guard soldiers in Azuzu oh unmarked God. box trucks? Yeah. Yeah. Why were these guys in the old guard? I mean, okay. you know, I think it's like so much of what we're seeing. They truly think we're stupid. Like, you know 100%. what I mean? They don't think any human is ever going to go through actually, you know, like what you're doing to uncover. And, and this is just the Pentagon. I mean, that, that, you know, of course we know that there are, are uh, others that are, are looking at the buildings. There's others that are looking at building seven, but like everyone's having to do this on their own dime, on their own effort, on their own thing, because they just think that we're dumb, that nobody's going to ever even put two and two together. Well, they've got us so caught up in the matrix. Um, and yeah. that's another reason why I can finally do this. Um, you know, after nearly 12 years of uh, fighting the VA, I'm finally technically a dis disabled veteran. Um, so mm -hmm. I don't I don't have any paywalls. Um, you know, you guys, this is this is a, a labor of love for me. This is a healing project for me. People yeah. don't realize that I what I saw didn't be. add up. Right. And, and, and now I'm looking for answers. And, you know, all the books that the experts claim like this one right here. The Terror Timeline by Paul Thompson. This is supposed to be a minute by minute, you know, year by year, day by day portrayal of that event. Why is there no reference to the 3rd U.S. Infantry, the Old Guard? Why yeah. is there no reference to Operation Noble Eagle, which was our efforts to be there? And so the same goes for the 9-11 Commission Report. We're nowhere to be found in there. Right. If you look at the Arlington After Action Review, there's only a few tidbits that talk about how people were impressed about our resolve and how hard we worked. And then in these, you know, this, which is considered to be the third one down, there's a little more. Uh, but yeah, there's there's all these alleged after action reviews um, that talk about a right. lot of things and they don't exist. Right. So.
And I know you were last time on the show, and and I know you've mentioned it a few times today. You've been able to kind of you're you're bringing together basically a collaborate you know collaboration of others that were also there who saw the same things who are who are willing to collaborate speak, you know whether you're the face of it all right or or not. Um, is that growing? Are you seeing that grow? Absolutely. Um, so there are a few people, and I got no problem sharing their names. Um, I will. I will happily um, say that uh, you know, if you want to go far, go together. Um, if you want to exactly. go quickly, Much go better. alone. But yeah, yeah. But um, you know, there's uh, Xander Arena first and foremost. Uh, you might have seen some of his work with uh, Jeremy Slayton. I was able to uh-huh. introduce them. Um, Xander has done fantastic work um, debunking the um, cameras that the governments have given us from the stanchions outside of the Pentagon. Um, that is work that has not been um, debunked at all. Um, I, I, I say, you know, very, very confidently go check that out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Citizens Investigation Team. Um, I consider Aldo Marquis to be a friend. Um, I don't know if you're aware of Citizens Investigation Team, but they made a series of videos. Um, and they were kind of the pioneers that were out there um, interviewing people shortly after the event. Um, they've got a video called National Security Alert. I would highly okay. recommend checking that out. Um, but also, Pilots for 9-11 Truth, unfortunately, that um, group is no longer um, active. The uh, The man who was running it is deceased, but we're resurrecting their work um, and we're putting it up and we've got all their stuff on standby. Uh, but then just people like Craig McKee, he's an independent journalist, Adam Ruff, the mm-hmm. same independent journalist. Um, I've got a, uh, a friend that's now part of the group that's helping me dissect this right here, which is the Pentagon Buildings, Building Performance Report which is a, uh, a, a breakdown of the, um, from an architectural and engineering standpoint um, that day, which uh, the same people at ASCE, which is the American Society of Civil Engineers um, that did this, also got involved um, in Oklahoma City. So it's like, what wow. is going right. on here? So I've well, got- we're seeing that. I mean, we're seeing it now. We're, we're seeing people all of a sudden show up that you're going, wait a minute, that person was, I forget the name, but there was one I just saw um, and and there they had another family member that was you know is on board. It's like it's all such an inside thing. It, it, you know, everybody's connected. They're all family. They're all connected. Yeah. They they all know how to be quiet, keep their mouths shut, and well, turn a, the masses. An, yeah, and here's an interesting thing: um, nepotism. You want to talk about nepotism? So Lee Wheelbarger and Catherine Wheelbarger. We talked about them. There was nepotism on the FBI um, evidence team. At the Pentagon, um, some people, and I don't want to, you know, go too deeply into this because I haven't been able to to, to breach all that much. But James Schwartz, the incident commander, his wife was allegedly one of the top ranking people at the CIA. You know, um, Crazy. Do, do we? Yeah. Do you, do your followers? Do you know? Do you think the CIA is a legitimate? you know, organization? Um, no, I hope. You know, I, I hope none of my followers it, think that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there there are people out there that have obviously done some good for that organization that has affected us all. But you know, we now have reason to believe that they've been involved in a lot of things for a long time. Um, and by his own admission in his videos, Lee Wheelbarger is a uh, techno spook. So mm-hmm. talks about back when he was doing spooky things. So that's crazy. That's, yeah. it, it's just nuts. I, I'm so glad that you're doing this work. And I really hope, my hope and prayer is that this is, we're going to get to a day where this is exposed fully and that the people will on uh, mass see the truth. Cause even when we had the anniversary, you know, I was seeing some people exposing the truth, honoring, obviously we've, we've lost individuals. Now I have questions about where they are, what it doesn't matter, but there are people that are missing. We can all agree on that. Um, but it's like, I've seen other people that'll, they're just, they don't want to even deal with the truth. They'll say, I know there's a lot of conspiracy and let's just think about this. And there's gotta be a way where we can honor the loss and seek the truth. There has to be. Well, I'll tell you this, you guys, um, you know, I I've seen the defense mechanisms that people, um, that are nefariously out there, um, researchers, podcasters, scientists, I, I, and even the people that were on site in leadership positions, I've seen the the instruments and kind of the sayings and the things that they try to do, saying that questioning um, the official narrative is unpatriotic and disrespectful. 
And uh, they're going to have a problem with me, you guys. They're, especially with this evidence that I've uncovered. Um, and my team yeah. and I are building a database. We're basically taking all the teams, all the individuals, all the people, you know, and putting a timeline of it together. And by the, the AAR from Arlington, yeah, they only they even said in their in their own AAR, the biggest problem was self-deploying units. Well, we're going to show that these units uh, had all they had access. They weren't just self-deploying. And so, yeah. you know, I don't know how people are going to be able to ignore this in addition to all the other stuff that's been known about the subject. Um, but, you know, I'm not the first person to challenge the mm -mm. official narrative, but no. I'm going to be the loudest. The I can assure yeah. you that. So, well, good. I'm glad. I, I'm so glad. Well, as you continue to get more information, we'll, we'll have to get you back uh, more often so that we can, you know, continue to debunk these things and get people to see the truth. Um, because this is a hard one. And because we are so inundated by so much right now, so many different things, you know, I remember when that happened and what the narr you know, the, the, everybody always, we will never forget. We will never forget. We will never forget. Well, guess what? The majority of Americans have forgotten. Yeah, they have. Yeah. And, um, this year was proof of that. And so we can't, we will never be able to move forward in anything if we just keep letting these things go. And they want us to forget. It takes one generation just to forget things. And an That's entirely right. new generation goes off in this path of lies. And yeah. I'll tell you, I know we're probably going to wrap up. Let me just say one last thing. Uh -huh. um, this is the first time I'm announcing this live. Um, I and my team are challenging the world to a $5,000 debate challenge. Um, if you think that you want to publicly debate this subject, um, I would like to put up $5,000 and I will donate all the money you lose to um, stop soldier suicide. And so um, if anybody wants to take me up on that challenge and my team and I up on that challenge, um, get at us. Um, Awakened Adam is my Instagram um, or you can email me at eagle at orionproject911.com. Um, rest assured, you guys, we are on this. And so just uh, stay tuned. There's going to be a lot coming down the pike. We're going to be doing books, documentary, miniseries, mini and a lot of podcasts. We're going to be pressuring some people. So. Good. Oh, it's so good. I'm so glad to have you back on. Thank you so much for joining again and giving us an update. And um, we just have to keep doing this to wake up the masses. So I so appreciate it. I appreciate your work. Thank you so much for all that you're doing to bring this to light. And um, y'all share this show. This is Please. vital information. Please share this. Go back. And what I'll do is I'll see if I can't find a link to the last one we did and stick in the show notes as well. Cause that gave more background as well. It's just, we've got to get this information out there. So thank I you agree. so much, Adam. Great to see you y'all. Thanks so you. much for joining and we'll see you on the next show. Bye see for now. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of beauty for ashes with Tanya joy. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, Share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and remember you were created for such a time as this.